welcome to the Lifestyle Edit Podcast, a show about creative female entrepreneurs and the businesses they've built. I'm your host, Naomi Mdudu, the Lifestyle Edit founder, business strategist, and coach to creative female founders ready to scale their businesses with intention. Each week, I sit down with a guest to pull back the curtain on the strategies successful entrepreneurs are implementing to scale their income and increase their impact. We are cutting out the fluff to give you weekly insights to uplevel your mindset and tap into your infinite potential to create a life and business you love on your own terms. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's begin. Hi friends, and welcome back to another solo show of the Lifestyle Edit podcast. So I've been pretty MIA this week on social. We've had no newsletter come out because I have been really busy. We have been working on a secret project behind the scenes that I actually started about a year and a half ago. Um, But when things got tough, I'd get distracted with something else. So it's dragged on for far longer than it should have been. Um, And on a side note, it's coming very soon and I can't wait to reveal it. But I thought that it would be something worth talking about on today's show. All about how we can be productive, laser focused on things that are really going to move the needle in our businesses. And the timing is perfect as we are now in the final quarter of the year. Because if you ask yourself honestly, are you a starter or a finisher? So I think one of the really exciting things right now is that there's so much information out there, whether that's through books, podcasts like this, courses, programs, the list goes on. It's kind of like an information overload. So it's easy to constantly be stopping and starting things. So you've just listened to a podcast episode all on Instagram strategy, and then you switch your focus over to that. Then you hear that somebody has doubled their website traffic using Pinterest. So you buy a course on Pinterest and then you get recommended a book about Facebook ads. So you start experimenting with Facebook ads. So you see where I'm going with this. So what I found is that the first step is really about getting crystal clear on where you want your business to be. So sometimes it can feel really daunting to think about where you want your business to be in five or 10 years time. So if that's how you're feeling, bring it right back. Where do you want your business to be in the next 12 months? And the trick here is to get specific. Don't just say, I want to be generating X amount of money or I want my impact to reach X amount of people. It's once that you have the revenue goal in your mind, ask yourself, what are going to be the things that I can work on now that will help me get there? So again, the key here is to be specific and get focused because there are so many things that you could potentially be doing, but that's not what we're thinking about here. I want you to think about the things that you must be doing to hit that goal. And I recommend focusing on three things maximum per quarter. So I know how what it's like when you're excited and you're in the planning stage, it's really tempting to kind of pile on loads of things that you could be doing. But remember, diluted focus is diluted results. We want to go deep here rather than going wide. So we want to focus on a few key things that will have this kind of domino effect. So if you achieve those three things, it will have a knock-on effect on other areas of your business. So as a product business, for example, you may say that your three key things are 
For example, one, product development. So you need to be proactive about creating new products for your business to grow. Um, Another thing could be systems. So you want everything to be working more efficiently, getting the most out of your team, you know, improving the customer experience. Um, And three, it could be you want to consolidate, you want to tighten up all of the things that are kind of working really well and regroup. And that could be working towards a revenue goal and an impact goal. So I want you to sit and ask yourself today, what are your three things? What are the three things that you can focus on in this final quarter of the year that are really going to move the needle in your business and help you reach those more overarching goals? Because once that is established, it's all about going into mastery. And I talk, I use the word mastery a lot, especially on Instagram and people always DM me and they're like, ah, when I hear the word mastery, it makes me feel scared. But no, mastery is just about focus. So for me, once I've established what those three things are, I try and be as disciplined as possible. So I restrict my learning through podcasts and books to those key areas so that I'm not tempted to change course. Because yeah, if you're saying that, to go back to that example, it's product development systems and consolidating. And every day you're consuming content on different strategies. It's so hard to stay focused. Um, And if you're thinking that, you know, these are areas that you don't have expertise on and that you kind of want support that goes beyond just kind of consuming podcasts and books and resources and things like that, This is a time where you can think about hiring a coach because you've already identified the key things that you're working on. So you can find a coach who's an expert in one of those three things so that they can support you as you're kind of deep diving into those areas. Okay, so the next step is to map everything out. So we now have our three key areas that we're focusing on, but what are some of the projects that come under those key three areas. So here's where you create a framework for those big overarching goals. So again, referring back to the example that I gave, let's take the systems goal, for example. So you'll want to map out things like which systems do you need to fine tune or implement to hit that overarching goal? When, at what stage in the quarter will you evaluate how well the current systems are working, Who is going to be responsible for doing that? What's going to be the way that you test that? Which teams will be responsible for working on each of those systems? What's the timeline? So this is where you're creating a bit of a workflow. You're breaking down all of the things that kind of need to be done under those different goals. So what I do is I start off by brain dumping all of the ideas that spring to mind. And my favorite way to kind of organize my ideas is Trello because it's just so easy to kind of move around the little cards on the boards, um, delete, change. Um, so just don't don't judge it. Just brain dump everything. So, yes, systems. What systems? You know, what needs to be done? What's working? What's not working? What are all of the projects that you envisage that you need to work on to hit that goal of kind of streamlining your systems. So then start organizing a workflow, outlining the projects, but also the tasks underneath each project, the deadline and who is responsible for that. So just to back up for a minute, you've got your overarching goal, one of your three. Then you have projects. So A project, for example, could be, so under systems, a project could be um, 
getting an onboarding package for new team members. So that's a big meaty project. That's not something that you just have on your to-do list today and get done. So under that project would be tasks. So what are all of the tasks that you'll need to do? Is it that you need to create a document that's about setting up your email and then like um, how you guys communicate on Slack, whatever. They're like the tasks are the smaller bits. And that's where you are assigning responsibility if you have a team, like who's responsible for that part of that task under the, the, the project, the deadlines, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so the reason why it's important to break things down into projects and tasks is because, number one, you get a comprehensive action plan that makes it easier to follow and more likely for you to actually execute. Again, it's about keeping our focus and not diluting it. Um, and also, you get a realistic picture of the amount of work required to achieve it. It's a next quarter, we need to launch product X, but that tells you nothing about how long it's going to take, who you need to bring on to support you. So really breaking these tasks down gives you a realistic picture. And it also keeps you on task because you know, to hit that got that big overarching goal like you've already broken down like what needs to be done by when so if you're kind of getting your focus diluted you are not on track to hit that goal because you've already done the upfront work in planning your time organizing which is actually moves us really nicely into the next step which is now you've got all of that kind of mapped out you've got your workflows you know what tasks needs to be done you want to organize your weeks so you guys all know by now that I'm a huge fan of batching so I cannot recommend it enough so start by organizing the projects because they're the kind of meteor meteor things under our goals so again to go back to the example that I gave earlier if product development is a big priority for the quarter ask yourself, when can you batch work on that? So some of the questions that I ask myself is like, when do I feel the most creative? For you, that could be a Monday. You're fresh from the weekend. You have your creative juices flowing. So maybe batching your um, product development work on a Monday morning or the whole day on a Monday makes sense for you. So consider things like that. You want to be batch working things on days that make sense for how you want to feel and how your energy typically is. Um, so that's how I batch my days. So on Mondays, I am with clients. I have, have the most energy and I want to make sure that I'm transferring that to my work with my clients. Um, so I do that in the afternoon and I literally blaze through like the biggest the most important kind of revenue generating tasks in the morning on a Monday. Tuesdays are my podcast days. I am mapping out future episodes. I am coming up with guests that I want to want to have on the show. I am editing. I'm doing all of that kind of stuff. Wednesday is my content days. So that's when I am creating newsletters. I'm scheduling our social media. I'm doing all of that kind of stuff. Thursdays are my external days. So that's when I take all of my meetings. I am not a fan of taking random meetings at different points in the week. I would much rather just take a whole day or half a day and just blitz through meetings. Because also when you're switching through tasks, it's, it, it 
changes your energy. If I'm out in a meeting and then I'm back at my desk and then I'm on a call, it just, it's hard to kind of stay in that state of flow. Um, so I do all of my external meetings on a Thursday and then on a Friday I do, it's all about consolidating. So I'm looking at our numbers, I'm doing our accounting, I'm taking, um, calls with new potential partners, um, so I get all of that done on a Friday. So once you know what your big tasks, your big goals are, you know what your big projects are, how can you start batching those onto different days of the week according to how you want to feel? So finally, you want to organize your days. So how I approach it is that every day I start by looking at my three big goals for the quarter. So I look at the workflow and the deadlines from that um, and I decide again three things maximum to work on today that will move me closer to that goal. So because I've already created my workflow, I already know what the deadlines are, but some people like to have like every single one of their days mapped out. So they've done all of the work that we've said and they're like, okay, it's October 10th. You're going to be doing these three tasks. I don't like to do that. I like to keep it more fluid. So because I have that framework, it allows me to be more fluid. So every day I wake up, I look at, I refer back to those big goals. I look at those deadlines and I decide three things maximum. Typically I try and do two um, that I'm going to work on in that day. And, but there's a caveat to that. So my, my list never has action items like, you know, today I need to email this person or think about X. No, I've already done the thinking ahead of time in all of the planning that we've been talking about today. So the two or three items on my to-do list are always results. So I ask myself, what do I need to complete today? What results can I make today that contribute to those bigger goals? So it's always about completing tasks rather than just generally being busy. So to recap, number one we spoke about is getting crystal clear on your business goals, whether that's 10 years time, five years time, the next 12 months, break it down. Where do you want your business to be in the next year? And so what could you be doing now to really focus on? So that's our number two. Decide which three things you can focus on this quarter that will create momentum for those bigger goals. Number three, create workflows. Break those three areas down into projects and tasks. Assign responsibilities and create deadlines to keep you on track. Number four, organize your days. Set up standardized weeks that allows you to batch. Focus on producing results every day rather than simply being busy. There is so much that I could say about getting organized because I'm a bit of an organized fiend, but I feel like there's already a lot there, so I don't want to overwhelm you. But as always, I really hope that you found this episode helpful. If there's anyone that you know that you feel needs to hear this as always, please send this on. And if you've got any value from this episode, I would love if you could rate and subscribe today. It's the number one way we can get our content in front of more female founders. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will connect with you next week. So that's it for this week's episode of the Lifestyle Edit podcast. You can download more episodes of this podcast and subscribe in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, we would love a review or recommendation. It's the number one way for us to share these stories and insights with as many creative female entrepreneurs as possible. And don't forget, all the information on how to join the TLE community is in the show notes or simply head to thelifestyleedit.com to sign up.